Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast. In this episode, we will be talking about alternative dispute resolution and comparing Italy's to the United States. Here is Drew with his first aspect on that. So this article talks about, it was in 2014, a new conflict resolution method just for them through their ADR. And it's the use of mediation, just like the U.S. court does, but it's just adding on with their already use of arbitration. That way, they can just have more ways to settle disputes outside of, you know, bigger courts. How do the parties come to an agreement in the end? Well, normally once they figure out the conflict resolution, the lawyers help them get together a contract of some kind to help settle the disputes and lawyers will sign it and from both parties that way whatever they decide on it has to be shorter or later than a month but earlier than three months to settle their disputes once it's all said and done. Um, if things aren't settled with the lawyers in a, like, a conflict meeting then they can't take the information they had been using the whole time to court. If they decide to take it to court instead, they just have to start from the get-go and just work out their problems from there, only to keep up the idea that there's still good faith when you're just trying to settle a conflict resolution and just trying to figure things out between you and the other party and not just have this whole mess, you still have to be smart and be civil about it within the core system. So in Italy's ADR system, how does someone start a dispute resolution? Well, they're, everyone's entitled to, well, at least each party's entitled to invite the other to attempt an amicable settlement of the dispute. And in order to do that, when they make the invite, they have to have the matter of the object of the dispute. And if the other party doesn't reply, then there's problems with the allocation of costs if the matter will be referred to court. So it sounds like as much as it does here in the US, you can have your claims and ask them to come to court and just settle it. Just settle it like good-natured people because as long as it's all in good faith, then that sounds like the way to go for the most part for them. In your opinion, it, does ADR work? Um, kinda, I mean, they compromise for whatever they're disputing over. It helps save a lot of relationships for the most part between the two parties. And it costs less than just going to a whole trial because that's just way too expensive for some people. I mean, there's also the negatives where it doesn't really have an effect on one's caseload and once you go do your ADR work, there's no more really access to justice within a dispute. And 
a lot of times the compromise isn't really justified when they get through it. And then a lot of cases don't even just go to trial. So as long as it costs less, I guess it doesn't really matter if you don't go to trial if you're trying to avoid it, unless it gets out of hand and you need to go to trial. And that wraps up ADR. After the intermission, we'll be discussing child protective services in Italy. All right, welcome back from the break. And we're going to start talking about chips now but and the differences and similarities between Italy and America for that. And for that topic, we're going to have Lauren talk, touch base on that one. First, I'm going to start off with a little history. Um, it's CHIPS first started as welfare state authorities that were established in 1925. They were large institutions such as boarding schools, and they were both public and private. When the first professional social workers uh, were employed, it challenged the institutions and the functioning of them. Um, so what are the right and opportunities for children and adolescents' law? It started out as the child first law. The minors had a right to grow within their natural families, which implies for the state to favor the child's familiar environment, therefore removing obstacles that would prevent the natural parents from doing their job. It was a law that was aimed at addressing ch uh, childhood with a global approach. It targeted interventions at the child's need as well as children who live under normal conditions to ensure preventative strategies so that they could live in their home. Now, what is the difference between U.S. and Italy when it comes to the juvenile court? In the United States, juvenile court is seen as the court for adolescents who commit crimes. Um, and although that is an aspect of the juvenile court in Italy, it is not the a big purpose of it. In Italy, juvenile court is a specialized court that is composed of four judges, two magistrates, and two lay judges. It consists of the civil section, which intervenes in the relationships between parents and children. There is also the penal section, which is the section of the juvenile court that minors who commit crimes go to. And then there's also the administrative section, which we will not touch on in this podcast. Next, we will be talking about adoption. Um, in 1967, an Italian law stated that adoption is a child's right, no longer a right of an adult without children. So. This is a child's right to a home where it's safe rather than adults who don't have children just kind of buying a child. Every child has a right to grow in their own family, which was already stated earlier in the podcast. Italy does this to try to keep families together rather than separating them. Another, other than adoption, there's also foster care, which parents are requested to facilitate and support the relationship between neutral parents or natural parents in the child. Um, there's also away from home foster care. The foster care families and the small are small residential units. The host family 
hosts a small number of children, roughly 10, and it is run by professional educators. They are normally located in ordinary houses in ordinary neighborhoods to try to get a normal family life. So what is the process when it comes to adoption? It starts off with a formal declaration that the child was found in a state of moral or material abandonment. Often by often this is noticed by educators or neighbors. Um, sometimes they can be anonymous, but they don't always have to be. The judge then enacts remedies to attempt to overcome existing difficulties to try to keep the family together rather than taking the child away. Thirdly, if no support from another relative exists, the child is then in a state of adoptability and can be put up for adoption. Parents can oppose the judgment in the end and take the decision to the Court of Appeals and then to the Supreme Court if necessary. So what are some conflicts within Italy's CHIP system they have? Unfortunately, social workers have a very difficult time in certain cases. Their job is to find protection for the child, but they also have a responsibility of keeping and building a relationship with the family, which can be really difficult because if they have to take the child away, it's hard to keep the family happy at the same time. Wow, that was some really good insight. Well, that's all the time we have. Thanks for giving a listen to d and we'll get back to you another time.